The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing the combination of SEO and everybody's favorite subject, politics. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Ready for this? I am as ready as I'm going to be, Jordan. <laughs> Put it this way. Let's set some context here. Not something we do very often in the Voices of Search podcast, but I want to set the scene for everyone. It's the day before the election. Jordan is in the coronavirus hotbed of Wisconsin. This is correct. I am sitting at home in the suburbs of very liberal San Francisco, California, and I will not discuss my politics on this podcast, but let's just say I'm neither red nor blue. I'm right in the middle. <clears throat> and all people want to know about is what happened with the antitrust thing in Google? There was a big hearing, right? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> that is so true. Actually, it was a really fun hearing that happened this past Friday. And I would 100% agree with you. Forget coronavirus. Forget the election. It's all about this lawsuit. I wish I had a gavel and I could smack it across this table, but I can't. And I don't have one. But in any case, the reality here is Friday, there was a hearing. It was mainly a scheduling hearing to set dates and kind of go through the mumbo jumbo of when things are due and what Google has to provide and what the state has to provide. But there were some really meaty parts to this hearing. Okay, so let's go through the blocking and tackling first. You mentioned it was a scheduling hearing. 
you know, this is the first time that Google's been in an antitrust case, as at least as far as I am aware of in the United States. What's the schedule? What did we learn from the logistics? And then, you know, there was some drama that happened as well. So give me the play-by-play. Sure. So essentially, the first scheduling element was when Google was going to provide their written answers to the Justice Department's lawsuit. Essentially, you know, what the judge is looking for is, hey, Google, what's your official response to this thing? And what do you essentially make of these claims and the data that was provided by the Justice Department? This was basically set to be provided, if I'm not mistaken, in mid-December so they basically have about a month or so to provide that to the judge. Okay, so Google had to give a written response to the actual antitrust. And I'm assuming that this is Sundar Pinchai writing, this is a joke on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> no? I mean, I think that that's probably a good starting place. Slide it across the room and see what happens. But Google's formal response will be a little more elaborate. It will include a summary on Google's point of view in terms of what a search engine is. Like we said in a previous episode about this topic, the search landscape is much more diverse than just Google versus Bing, right? It entails Amazon, it entails Facebook, it entails a variety of other search experiences that consumers leverage. And I'm sure that that's going to be a big part of Google's statement and their official response to the Justice Department's lawsuit. In addition to this, Google also made claims about whether or not the Justice Department was going to provide the data and material that they collected over their so-claimed 16-month investigation of Google. Okay, so the Justice Department was collecting some data. Do we have a sense of what that data was? Yeah, so that's, I think, why Google's lawyers were pressing so hard to get a hold of this data. I think that as a part of their response, right, because that was the first thing that was really scheduled here, they want to really take a look at what it is that the Justice Department is using to make their claims and their allegations against Google being a monopoly. Ultimately, the data that I believe the Justice Department has is pretty thin or thinly veiled, let's say. It's probably a lot of the you know pontification that takes place online about Google being this dominating search engine, but really looking at a very thin view of what the search landscape is. But also, I would assume that they've collected data from other third-party sources that aggregate things on, say, trending data, visit data, user data, and as well as probably a collection of state-specific data that each one of these attorney generals has provided to the Justice Department around, say, other lawsuits or specific businesses that were harmed by Google's practices Because essentially, in order for the Justice Department to have any case here, they have to prove that something was harmed, right? That Google has harmed somebody. So do we have a sense of what that harm is? I know that the data hasn't been handed over to Google, but do we have an indication of who they're saying has been harmed? I mean, I believe that many of these attorneys generals are probably aggregating a lot of small businesses who have claims against Google small businesses that you know have struggled to get a response from Google or feel like they've been mistreated by Google's practices or feel that Google's products themselves are in direct competition with what they're trying to do online. But I would find it pretty hard pressed to believe that we'd be seeing 
businesses in there that are very, let's say, mainstream, that are like the very, very high profile companies. I would doubt that any of them are in this case. Okay, so Jordan, tell me how long do you think this whole thing gets dragged out? It seems like you believe that you know, there isn't much there there in terms of the government's case. You know, is this something that gets resolved quickly? Is this just a political grandstanding or are we in this for the long haul? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things here. The first one is whether or not Google files essentially what is a motion to dismiss. So essentially that Google believes that these claims are so false that the court should just disregard this entire case. Those filings, I believe, are due November 13th. So that's coming up real fast. We're just less than two weeks away from that. And that'll be one of the big kind of defining moments in the case in terms of how long this gets protracted. Both of the lawyers representing the Justice Department, as well as Google's lawyers, want this to be an expedient trial and case. And so I would expect them to try to move very, very quickly and swiftly through this. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting some meaty, big updates every two weeks to a month, which is pretty rare when you're dealing with cases of this magnitude. Usually you're looking at you know three months or six months in order to get real meaty updates. And so this is a pretty interesting situation where we're going to be getting news bites and progress on this case. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have some sort of resolution on this matter early next year. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So we're moving relatively quickly, but it doesn't sound like a lot actually happened in this first hearing other than Google asked for the data that the government was using to found their case. Did, Did anything actually happen? Yeah, so a couple of other things happened, right? So the Justice Department did ask for Google to provide more data, to provide data that would help them essentially in their perspective, bolster their case. So that was one thing that happened. And we'll see how Google decides to comply with that. And then I think one of the more really interesting and possibly somewhat strange turn of events that took place in the hearing was that the judge, Judge Mehta, he had to disclose some personal scenarios here (laughs) that included the fact that 
his cousin works as an engineer at Google and that one of his really good friends was an executive at the company. So, I mean, he said, and I quote, that I don't think either of these are terribly significant, but I want to make sure that everybody's aware. And so I think that it's really interesting to see how this all unfolds and if the Justice Department uses that particular disclosure at some point in the future during this case. Well, isn't that fun? Okay, I was waiting for you to say that the disclosure was something like, well, hey, look, I have a Google Home or I have Google on my phone or I've been an avid Google user. No, he actually has family members that work for the company. Yes, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, not really sure how that's going to affect the case, but it doesn't look very good. Yeah, that doesn't look very good. I mean, I do think that he can be objective and do his job as a judge on this case. I mean, and ultimately, I think we, you and I both shared in the previous episode here about kind of really where this is going. And I think this is probably a good place to land the plane on this episode, which is, you know, Judge Mena did ask if other states were going to join. As we mentioned in the previous episode, 11 states filed this case with the Justice Department. And the question was, hey, are more states going to get involved in this case, right? Is there going to be more meat on the bones? Since we are a day before this election, 11 of those states, all 11 of those states' attorney generals are Republican. And, you know, the Justice Department lawyers basically stated that no other states will be joining the case at this particular point. So it'll be interesting to see how this particular effort unfolds and then if any other states decide to get involved in a case of this magnitude. I don't want to go into the politics, but I'm going to go a little into the politics because you brought up there that <laughs> this seems to be, right or wrong, a antitrust case that is being brought by a Republican-led Department of Justice with 11 Republican states, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, South Carolina, and Texas. So why is this such a seemingly... I'm trying to word myself carefully here because I don't really have a dog in the fight other than I do an SEO podcast. But why is the Republican Party seemingly so against Google? Well, I wouldn't go to the length of saying that it's the party as a whole. I think that the Republican Party leadership here, and in particular, these attorney generals and the Justice Department are trying to make a case that there is something systemically wrong with big tech. And they're trying to use Google and put them on the pedestal to see if they can go after more companies, right? Because Google will be just the beginning, right? If there is something significant here that the Justice Department can prove, there can be a pretty significant impact on what's going to happen to Apple, what's going to happen to Facebook, what's going to happen to Amazon, And the reality is that there could be a huge trickle-down effect in terms of how these companies are able to compete online. Now, you know, we talked about this in the last episode. I believe that this should be more focused on consumers, but this is unfortunately more focused on, I think, setting an example of big tech. And here's what I don't understand. Like I said, I won't get into my personal politics. And it's not something I really think about very often, although it's kind of thrust into our face this year. But My understanding of the Republican Party's principles are free market economics and not a ton of regulation. And here we are saying the 
party that generally says, look, you know, let the rich guys keep getting rich and they'll pay their taxes and that'll trickle down and they'll hire a bunch of people. And they're going after the biggest companies in the country and saying, let's break them up. This feels like a position that you would see come out of the Democratic Party, which is why it's confusing to me. Well, in Republicans' defense here, I would say that their perspective on this is not about free markets and trade. It's really focused on competition and whether or not the competitive nature by which Google goes about doing its business is fair, which you know you can kind of slice it any way you want. There's some foundational realities that Google has a very strong foothold in a particular segment of behavior that users perform, but it is not the only one and it's not a particularly exclusive. And so the reality here, I would say, is that this isn't so much a Republican ideal or a Democratic ideal. It is more about whether or not Google is competing fairly in the marketplace. But you know that's why they have these cases, because we're going to define what that marketplace is, and we're going to get some sort of answer, relatively short order, around how our justice system believes in fair competition within online markets. I love how you danced around the political answer. I love that you brought it back to their <laughs> testing the competition. I don't know that much about politics, to be honest. I'm just a talking head that runs a podcast. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that the free market-based party is the one that's saying that Google is getting too big for their britches. They're kind of going after all of big tech. And they're going after Google first to see how it sticks. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his personal website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, or you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, 
We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 